episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Now more than ever, we have an opportunity to be a positive force in the world, to help heal the divide, to treat each other and ourselves with respect. But with so many tools out there, from meditation to physical training, proper nutrition, therapy, and so many others, we all need a little help navigating all the options. Join us as we share in-depth information, insights, and thought-provoking discussions that will help answer your questions about how to stay calm, cool, and connected during these times. Welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected, your guidebook to peace of mind. Hello, and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Bedrick. The therapeutic use of horses dates back to 600 BC and was introduced to the U.S. and Canada in about the 1950s or 60s. It's suggested that horses can serve a therapeutic purpose for multiple reasons, including self-regulation skills, increasing competence, teaching responsibility. Here today with us is the owner and director of Colorado Equine Specialist, Marie Hancock. Marie is going to help us to better understand the use of horses in a therapeutic modality and and how they can be so beneficial for multiple reasons therapeutically. So hi, Marie. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's start by talking about your background. And so how did you get into equine therapy? And tell us a little bit about the work that you do. Great question. Well, I got into equine assisted therapy in 2012. I've had horses my entire life. So really been doing this for about 37 years. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) And I'm 37 years old. No, I, you know, I always, my father was an LPC. So I always had an interest in, you know, just understanding how our behavior kind of show up in that and how we impact others through that. And, you know, I just found it very fascinating, his profession. I grew up training horses from as young as I can remember. We started riding them. And so horses always kind of was was my go-to when I was feeling a little hard on myself or emotional. So I kind of always knew that there was that therapeutic kind of aspect, but I didn't know how to frame it. In 2012, I was introduced to someone who asked if I would volunteer my time in horse. She ran into us and said, wow, your horse is pretty incredible. And so she introduced me to equine assisted psychotherapy and equine assisted learning and haven't turned back since. Okay, very very passionate about it. What exactly is equine assisted therapy? Help help us to understand. A lot of people have heard about this in a very general, broad sense, but I don't think a lot of people really understand the, the therapeutic value of equine assisted therapy. Yes. So you'd probably get a, a bunch of answers from a, de- a bunch of different professionals in this field. So I'm just going to share my experience and my perspective of, of why horses are therapeutic. Sure. Where traditional talk therapy leaves off, horses can illuminate behaviors within yourself that maybe you're not even aware of that you show up in the world and how you show up. To- the way that happens is because of who the horses are and their life experiences and their own personalities and their herd structure. Horses' herd structure, kind of the basis of it is they show up authentic. They take care of themselves. They express their needs and they're grounded and they live in the moment. All really great model of how we could show up in the world. And so in the therapeutic model Igala that I practice, the horses are at liberty in the arena, allowed to be themselves and to make the impact and the choices within that client that they see 
where they need to be more authentic, where they need to show up, where they need to be more grounded, where they need to take care of themselves. They communicate that with the client. Okay. And so how does, walk us through the process. So if somebody contacts you for this service, how does the intake process work? And then what do future sessions or how, how does the process look with this? So I'm a little outside the box on how I run my business model. Traditionally, there is a um, mental health professional that runs a program and incorporates equine specialists. I didn't foresee that being, I, I felt that was very closed and I could open the doors to many more different communities and make it more affordable and more available by being the equine specialist, being able to provide the services for mental health professionals. So long story short, in the Agala model, there is a mental health professional expert in their field and a equine specialist expert in their field. Together, we come facilitate with the horses. So when someone contacts me, I am not the licensed professional of the facilitating treatment team. When someone con contacts me, I have a list of mental health professionals that I have a longstanding vetted relationship with in facilitating equine sessions. And I refer them out to the mental health professional. And then that mental health professional is able to schedule out with us. And then we co-facilitate. Okay. So almost as though they are renting maybe the space or are you involved in the therapeutic process or it's more that the mental health professional comes to your location? Yes and no. So again, we are in a partnership and a collaboration. Right. In the Agala model, there is, you are not, you are not allowed to facilitate without your team member, without your co-facilitator. Okay. So every single session, there will be an equine specialist, again, expert in their field and the mental health professional expert in their field to co-facilitate. So what it allows is for a mental health professional in private practice that may not be able to to afford a facility or have the resources or the experience with horses, but want to incorporate it into their practice. So what I do is when I kind of, it's kind of an interview process. I meet with therapists, interview them, see if they are interested in the model. Highly recommend that they go and get certified in the Agala model as well. Definitely not a requirement, but then we spend some time mentorship with me and then we start incorporating clients to that. So it's definitely more of a partnership collaboration. And this allows, again, for multiple communities to be served in this environment. I keep my fees low. Um, so on my end, when you incorporate horses into that therapeutic session for mental health professionals, it's just a little bump up in price versus a huge expense that a therapist might have to charge when they are owning and running the facility. So my, okay. my fees are just, again, like an individual session, I guess is $50. So if the therapist is charging the hundred an hour, then they, an equine session is 150. My okay. goal for that was to make it affordable because there are a lot of underserved communities that right. don't have this resource available to them. Right. And what are some of the measurable outcomes that you see? What, you know, we talked about the self-regulation skills and competence and authenticity, yeah. What are some of the additional measurable outcomes that you guys recognize through this? Some really measurable outcomes is, you know, they're able to build more confidence within themselves. You know, I get a lot of feedback of like, wow, I've been in traditional therapy, talk therapy for a long time. And I've learned that, you know, I can kind of see what my therapist maybe wants to hear from me since I'm a 
people pleaser. I'm just going to say, hey, I'm going to make you happy. This is what you've helped me. The really cool thing about equine-assisted therapy is that we come from a place of curiosity as facilitators about the horses and what they're communicating. So it really has that individual searching within themselves of what the answer might be. So if I say, what, what, what is that horse doing? They really have to go, huh, I don't know. What is that horse doing? So the answer that they come up with, that metaphorical answer of where they're showing up in life is really their own solution. So as far as measurable outcomes, they're really identifying what's going on within themselves to really harbor that emotional growth and that learning within themselves to kind of show up better in the world. Okay. And and there is also some research around this about even like the horses mirroring So whether it is the nervous system or if the client is anxious or dysregulated, can you help us to understand that a little bit more? So if the horse, you know, so if the client is showing up a little bit dysregulated, then the horse will mirror that, which creates opportunity for co-regulation. Absolutely. So again, horses communicate through non-verbal, um, through their body language. So the herd of a horse, you know, they're going to have their hierarchy. And if a horse, the head horse is feeling anxious or nervous, then that's going to trickle down to the rest of them. And that's how they communicate. So same with us. When when an individual comes out with the horses, they're going to be slowly incorporated into their herd. And so they're going to, you know, mirror the image of their their leader, their human, that you know, if you're feeling anxious, I'm going to feel anxious. So when we bring up something in their lives that, you know, they're needing to address and they're feeling anxious about it, they're really going to have to find it within themselves to just kind of regulate, use the coping skills that we give them and just really ground themselves in that moment to be able to conquer whatever is going on in that metaphorical sense or that tangible item that we put out there and really be that leadership role for the horse to feel confident as well. And and feel good about being able to overcome that challenge. Okay, yeah, that is all so fascinating. Tell us where our uh, viewers can find out more information about you and about your facility. They can go to coloradoequinetherapy.org. I'm also on Instagram, TikTok. Working on the TikTok, I'm not as cool as most TikTokers, <laughs> but Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, I'm on every platform. Again, feel free, they can feel free to reach out and they can. I have a list of referrals. Uh, for mental health professionals that I collaborate with. That they okay, can perfect. And is there, from like a resource perspective, like if somebody was interested in getting into equine-assisted therapy, are there maybe one or two things that you would suggest that they look into when they're really trying to choose where to go? Yeah, I would, I would definitely look at, there's several models out there, and I think they all have exceptional value and purpose in this industry. I would recommend that they research each and every one of them, get a feel for them, maybe call some practitioners in that model and just kind of talk to them and see where they in the models. I chose Egala. I appreciate the fact that it is required if you're going to be offering therapeutic services, it is required to work with a licensed mental health professional. I think from an ethics standpoint, that's really important. So that's that's one of the reasons I chose Egala model. But again, I think all all of the different models have a really great, great purpose in this industry. And, and it's just kind of, you know, whatever works best for you and, and your personality type and what where your goals are. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here, Marie. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course. And we have a little visitor. 
this is Maximus. <laughs> oh my goodness. How many horses do you have there? I have seven. Okay. Wow. So, and that is where you do the services inside where you're at right now? This is the indoor arena space. Yeah. In Colorado, we have a lot of inclement weather and sometimes it's all within the same day we get rain, snow, wind, and sun. So uh, it's been kind of a necessity, but I do also have a, a barn and an outdoor arena as well. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. It was nice talking with you. You're welcome. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. And thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected. Please make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram, and also make sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast so that others can discover our content as well. Thank you again for joining us in this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected. Mm-hmm.